Yeah, the best thing I've heard, yeah, when I was going through school and just dealing, just being in the mental health community, like the best line was like, triggers are your temperature. And the more you're like, if you run from your triggers, you'll never heal from your triggers. Yo, 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 welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. I'm really proud of myself, really proud of myself. I did my first ever Uber pickup of a human being. So uh, let me give a little backstory. I'm trying to keep this short. I used to actually do taxi driving. Uh, it was after my divorce. In my book, I call it E-Trip Taxi, but it was really called Z-Trip. And it was for this taxi company downtown. Anyway, how do I tell this story short without going too long? All right. So I drive a taxi. Oh, the whole reason why I even got a taxi is because I didn't have a car. My car that I did have died. Hmm, was that before? Yeah, that was before I went out to North Carolina. No. Ah, anyway, it doesn't matter. I didn't have a car at the time. And so, yeah, my buddy, Anthony, shout out to him. He uh, was working for the taxi company. And, yeah, I was like, hmm, I can have a car. Yeah, I had to pay $70 a day for the car. Uh, I was like, I can have a car and I can um, make money. So, yeah, I saw a lot of crazy things when I did the taxi stuff. Oh, I got stories for days. Yeah, yeah, I learned a lot about drugs and, uh, yeah, had some other uh, interesting activities uh, or people that were involved in some interesting activities in the backseat of my car. Anyway, going out to California, ever since I went out to California, I've dealt with a lot of uh, PTSD from that whole situation. And it's nothing but the grace of God that has empowered me to get over it and get past it and um anyway as you heard at the beginning of this recording my brother was talking about triggers and how if you if you keep running from your triggers you'll yeah triggers are your temperature so things that trigger you or that you know trigger a anger or depression or sadness or fear especially fear is yeah that tells you your temperature of like how you are dealing with life and uh yeah, your mental stability, I should say. And so, yeah, a lot of my fight or flight senses have been heightened ever since I had the whole night in Chinatown situation. And it's something, yeah, once again, it's not with the grace of God that I have been able to function <laughs> ever since then. And thank God for my brother, my dad, my mom, who I stayed with for a little while. And yeah. I don't know what God has next for me, but yeah, I'm just excited because, all right, so my Uber Eats account, I used to just do Uber Eats and DoorDash, and then my Uber Eats account, they like suspended it or can't, like, I, so I can't pick up food because somebody tried to say that I, um, somehow they just tried to say that I was taking food or, but I wasn't, I don't need any of this food. I don't eat, I don't eat hardly any of it. And, um, Anyway, it was a blessing in disguise. So, but they will allow, they don't trust me with food, but Uber trusts me to pick up human beings. So, and random packages, but uh, with the connect feature. But where am I going with all this? So, 
I have been my Instacart account this week or today is basically on hold for like a whole week till I get this new debit card they're going to send me. Right. So I was like, I still got to make some money somehow because bills don't sleep. Child support don't sleep. This new rent don't sleep. So uh, until God wants to come through with a windfall uh, or a sponsor or yeah, yeah, sugar mama or something. Uh, what was I going to say? So, what, what am I saying here? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it's crazy because, yeah, so I was like, man, I needed this. My Uber, I don't want to do DoorDash again. I can't, I just don't like doing DoorDash. It's straight up slave labor. Like you, I mean, it's not cost, it's, fe- it's not feasible. It's not cost efficient. Like, they will have you driving 10 miles and only pay you like four dollars 350 to drive 10 miles and just like it's just ridiculous uh you just destroy your car and barely make any money so i was like i can't do that so i was like i'm just going to face my fear my brother kept encouraging me like aaron aaron you could make way more money he's like you would have been had that child support paid off you would just do uber i was like big bro like i don't want people in my car man i don't want to get triggered and um I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to have, be afraid, you know, or do, I just didn't want to do with all the fears that can come with having people in the car anyway. And just, yeah, smells and keeping my car clean and where am I going with all this? Yeah. So I have been putting it off, but today I was like, you know what? I don't have a choice. I need to start picking up people. So I clean my car. Uh, I was going to put up a whole partition like to, First, I was going to get one like a cage, like a dog cage to protect me from if somebody like try to do something while I'm driving. Then I was like, nah, let me just get like a plastic partition for like COVID or whatever. I was thinking about that, too. And then I ended up getting like this little cheap table, plastic tablecloth and I was going to hang it up with some twine. And and I got like I did get a little seat cover or whatever uh for the back seat because i have been wanting that just like something that's easy to wipe down uh so like yeah anyway i got all this stuff and then as i was putting on the pl- i did put the seat cover on but as i was putting on the plastic cover uh the plastic partition i was like what am i doing this is ridiculous Aaron, what are you doing so i stopped and i ended up go ahead and taking i took a uber i turned my uber on and the pickup was literally maybe only like eight minutes away. And as I get on the highway, what kind of vehicle pulls right in front of me? A Dodge Ram. Eventually, I'll tell the Dodge Ram story again at some point. But I this is, just know I got, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know I got some history and some stories about Dodge Rams. So anyway, I go pick up the guy and I'm, I go there and there's just like this woman just sitting on the porch and I was like, hey, I'm here to pick up so-and-so. And I could barely hear what she said. I don't know. I don't know what she said. But then this dude comes out with a skateboard. Kind of sketchy looking white dude. Uh, he had muscles and I'm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he had tattoos on. Um, Not that tattoos are, I don't know. They kind of like sometimes get a bad rep because people, your brain automatically thinks when I see tattoos, I automatically think, it has negative connotations with them. So anyway, if you have tattoos, I'm not here to talk bad about you or knock you and saying they're bad or anything. 
they just like my brain automatically is like oh like i my brain goes to like i start reading your tattoos and looking at them and they're like looking for signs like i don't know my brain starts connecting all these dots like he had a rose on his arm and i've been seeing flowers and roses a lot this week um and so anyway it was kind of like this wink from god like boom aaron like here you go this guy this is this is a divine appointment i feel like every person i pick up from this point on will be a divine appointment so and yeah my brother's even telling me he's like yeah always he always prays before he does uh uber and just says lord make me a vessel make me a vessel use me as a vessel and yeah i'm pray that too lord use me as a vessel so anyway i'm wrapping it up and then we'll get into the word so he gets in the car and he just starts complaining about old girl on the porch he's like man these women are crazy and all this stuff and then i just kind of i was just listening and i was like yeah i was married for 11 years man it's yeah it's it's it's, it's not easy it's it's challenging and he started talking about marriage and how you never get he's gonna never get married and then the dude proceeds to tell me that he just got out of prison he was in there for i don't know how many years and then they kept he was supposed to be out a long time ago but they kept pushing it back because he kept getting in fights and getting in trouble I'm like, God, you are hilarious. The very first, you already know I was afraid of doing Uber pickups. And the very first person you put in my car is a dude fresh out of prison. <laughs> uh, you're hilarious, God. But God just kept telling me, Aaron, you don't have to be afraid. 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 Like, I'm with you. I'm here to protect you. I'm surrounded with my angels. I got you. And um, he made a comment about God. And then I was up, like, oh, green light, open door. And I was just telling him just how Jesus loved him. I asked him if he ever asked Jesus in his heart. And he's like, no. Nah. He's like, I've never seen him or something like that. He believed in God, but didn't believe in Jesus. There's a whole lot of people that believe, say they believe in God, but don't have a relationship with Jesus. So I just told him to straight. I was like, hey, Jesus loves you. He desires to have a relationship with you and he's going to keep pursuing your heart until the day you check up out of here. And so and he was even saying, he's like, man, I know there's a God because I can't escape him. He keeps coming up <laughs> and it's just I don't know. Yeah, it was a divine. The one I mean, yeah, fifteen dollars on that pickup it was my only uh, I just did. I was like, all right, God, that's enough adventure for today. I'll start with a fresh start tomorrow. I'm going to start early. I was telling my brother, I think the earlier that I start, the less likely I have to deal with too many characters. So I think Uber only allows you to do 10 hours at a time anyway, and they shut you off. So, yeah, I'm going to try to start at like four or five o'clock in the morning. Pick up people. Go from like, yeah, four to eight or five to eight, five to nine. So is that 10 hours? Because I don't know. I'm tripping. No five to three because five to 12 is seven and then yeah so five to three five to three or six to four be done by five that's the goal just be done by five every day so y'all please pray for me i know y'all are um yeah that's all i'm gonna say all right <laughs> there's more i could say but i'll stop there all right we're on psalm so I hope that encouraged somebody. Yes, whatever you're afraid of, 
ask Jesus, like the Bible, David even talked about that earlier. So he said, when I am afraid, yeah, I will trust in you. Like David, even David got afraid. Fear, it's okay. Even though the Bible, throughout the Bible talks about fear not, fear not, fear not. God knows we get afraid. He knows we're afraid. It's a product of the fall. You know, the fact that we're afraid of roaches and rats and people and guns and knives and all these things. He knows that we're going to get afraid, right? And, but he wants us to take our fear and give it to him and realize that he's bigger than all of our fears. Whatever we're afraid of, whether it's death, whether it's, yeah, you name it, fill in the blank. Um, Face your fears, face your fears, but don't, you don't have to face them alone. Face them knowing that Jesus Christ is in front of you and behind you. All right. So Psalm 122, a prayer for Jerusalem, a song of the sins of David. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet were standing within your gates, Jerusalem, Jerusalem built as a city should be solidly united where the tribes, the Lord's tribes go up to give thanks to the name of the Lord. This is an ordinance for Israel. Their thrones for judgment are placed, thrones of the house of David. Pray for the well-being of Jerusalem or the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be, may there be peace within your walls, security within your fortresses. Because of my brothers and friends, I will say, my peace be in you because of the house of the Lord our God, I will pursue your prosperity. Yes, that word prosperity. To prosper means to go forth or to push forward, to move forward, not in the way prosperity has kind of a bad rep. Um, because you think of prosperity preachers, yeah, it's okay to you know have money, have nice houses, nice have nice cars, blah blah blah. But God cares more about pushing forth his agenda and pushing forth his kingdom than what kind of clothes you have on, what kind of car you drive, or what kind of job you have. And so to prosper is you're to know who the, a lot of the people that we think are prospering or what our idea in our head of what it looks like to prosper is like a false picture of prosperity. Prosperity is you confidently walking in the purpose and the plan and the destiny that God has for you. That is for the prosper. Um, and I love this image here because it shows us that even. Even this funny because I was talking to that guy and uh, the Uber ride I gave and he's just like, yeah, this world doesn't feel real. It's like and he's like, this is not even like reality. I was like, yep, <laughs> you're right. This is not. Yeah. yeah, there's a deeper reality beyond us. And really, if we could see with our heavenly eyes, we would see that we're as Christians, we're in the new Jerusalem already. We're in eternity right now. This is even though you can't see. Like, I don't know how it all works, but we're encamped and we're surrounded by the fortress and the security of the new Jerusalem, the heavenly kingdom. And so, all right, let's read these. They are, are, yeah. So when, yeah, when God, when the Lord's prayer says, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what he's talking about. I, I firmly believe in my heart that our generation, there's no coincidence that we're called the millennials. And this next generation after us is Generation Z. I don't know when Jesus is going to return, but our job as millennials is to usher in the millennial kingdom here on earth. 
and this is the one of the this is the greatest time you could have ever been born out in the in all the times of history if you're a millennial you should be excited because we get to usher in the millennial kingdom and seeing jesus rule and reign right now we get glimpses of it but i'm truly believing we're going to see in my lifetime i expect to see his kingdom rule and reign in my lifetime and uh yeah i live with that expectation where our our like our governors are have the fear of the lord our our um court systems our presidents worship the lord like there's going to be worship held all around the world in all forms of government there will be peace and will there be a yeah i don't know how it's gonna all play out but i look forward to seeing it happen where Jesus' name will be proclaimed. And yeah, I look forward to it in the New Testament. We're going to read some more about that. I need to wrap this up because I got to go to the prayer meeting. We want to be too late. It's the national day of prayer. The psalmist considers the mountains of Israel mighty towers of rock. But he knows the greatest protection doesn't come from the mountains, but from the one who created them. Ah, uh, that was... Ah, oh. There you go. I, the, I'll go ahead and read these because that was from Psalm 121. I didn't get to read those. So I read them from my phone. The Lord is the protector of his people. There is no safer place in the universe than being where God wants you to be. Once again, these are the Tony Evans notes on Psalm 121. The Lord is a shelter. He protects from all manner of evil, physical and spiritual. Submit yourself to God's kingdom then and receive the blessings of his covenantal covering. All right, now these are notes on 122. God had given the 12 tribes of Israel an ordinance to obey. They were to appear before him in Jerusalem at the annual festivals that he had established for them so that they might give him thanks. Not only was Jerusalem the location of the Lord's tabernacle, it was the city of the king, the location of the thrones of the house of David, from whose family the Messiah would come. The prayer in view here will ultimately be answered under the Messiah's kingdom rule. He's talking about the prayer said in verses six through eight. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls, security within your fortresses. May peace be in you because of the house of the Lord our God. I will pursue your prosperity. Lord, I just thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord, for that young man. You know his name. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, Lord, but uh, I will say, Mr. B, Lord, you have a plan and a purpose for him, Lord. I just pray, God, that he would know that that me picking him up wasn't a coincidence. And, Lord, just that he would sense your presence, just like I told him, Lord, when when he just cries out to you and asks you into his heart. He'll begin to sense you in everything that he does and won't be able to, yeah, just know how much you love him and care for him. I just pray, Lord, for uh, all of your lost sheep, Lord, that you're gathering so many into your fold. You, Your will is that not one sheep be lost. I thank you that today is the beginning of a new day. It's a revival that's happening, Lord, the National Day of Prayer. I just pray, Lord, that uh, I pray against every scheme of the enemy that would try to come and thwart your plans and your purposes for this next generation, Lord. Surround us with your angels. Keep us. Help us to walk in your ways and walk in your power and walk in your peace and your security and your fortress. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
I had every reason in the natural to be afraid, God. But Lord, you, Jesus, were with me in this car. You ride with me in this car, God. So I have nothing to be afraid of, Lord. Everywhere I go, I don't need guns. I don't need knives. I don't need anything to protect me. I don't need a bat, a baseball bat like I used to carry when I was a taxi driver. Because you, Lord, protect me. You surround me with your angels. And I have nothing to be afraid of, Lord, because you are with me. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that are listening. I pray that they, if they have been handicapped by triggers or anxiety or panic attacks, Lord, I pray that they will face their fears knowing that you are bigger than their fears. They will keep their eyes on you and they'll cry out to you, Lord, and declare that you are a good father. You're a gracious father there. And they will sense your peace everywhere they go. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. God bless. And uh, even if you can't make it to an actual building, just I encourage you to set aside at least 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 50 minutes or so or whatever. Yeah. Just pray. Pray to the Lord. There's going to be a lot of Christians praying uh, today. It's a special day, National Day of Prayer. And uh, since God's presence, since his presence when you there's something about corporately praying uh corporate fast are big too um but corporate prayer yeah are, is very powerful very powerful very powerful and you god will give you some new revelations um you'll begin to hear him in ways that you haven't heard him before uh may, may not always be audible audible but just the way he talks to you and the winks that he gives and just things that line up in your life you're like that was not a coincidence that was totally god so just yeah i encourage you to just pray call out to the lord and you can call talk to him at any time anytime thank you thank you for listening and uh god bless you and take care oh yeah today is uh just for time stamping this uh for the future <laughs> whoever listens to this when i'm long gone it's 701 in the evening and it's may 5th cinco de mayo uh number five is the number of grace and uh what else anything else yeah may 5th cinco de mayo it's thursday so have a blessed day talk to you later romans three twenty three says for all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and falling short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. 
I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, give me water. I know Jesus gave me water. Jesus gave me water.